because Novak Djokovic, he continues to impress. He had a fantastic win in the Paris Masters, defeating Grigor Dimitrov in straight set 6-3, 6-4, and the man to jump on to talk about all about that. Former Australian tennis player and tournament director, Peter Johnson, joins the show. Good morning to you, Peter. Morning, Ethan. Morning, Wayne. A lot happening. Uh, Novak Djokovic, he continues to defy his age. How did you see the win against, uh, against Grigor yesterday? He's oh, just extraordinary, isn't he? And you think since uh, that was his seventh Paris Masters title, which is one of the 1,000s on the tour, and you, you know you, you almost can't get your head around winning seven of those as, but, as much as everything else he's done. But I think the other incredible thing was since, uh, since Wimbledon, since he lost the Wimbledon final, he hasn't lost. And mm. uh, you think, well, and, and he's been picking and choosing his tournaments like he's only played three times, one of which was the US Open. So he just seems to be this guy that can map his schedule out and be absolutely cherry ripe for every single match he plays. And it's incredible the dominance he's showing at the moment. Where And it's the ATP finals coming up um, next weekend. They begin Turin. And, you know, he's 36. And all the other guys, I think the highest, well, the oldest guy who make up the, uh, the final eight is 27. It's mostly the young guys. But as a... Here he is, just absolutely dominating, um, and, and you know, heading for an, another incredible. You're just rewriting the record books. It, the worrying bit there, I suppose, is everybody's expecting the age part of it to to start to affect him. But he looks as fit as anybody on tour. Correct. Hey, Wayne, I was, yeah, Wayne, I was thinking <laughs> about that too. Even like if we were if we we're talking this time next year, there's probably at this stage there's zero hint that he would be slowing down like he, he you know i think of him 12 months ago um he played this time last year he played a, a tournament in tel aviv which um i did and and i thought gee the guy is just he's so incredible and i wonder when he'll stop and it's 12 months later and he's this mm-hmm. so, so you just wonder how long it can keep going and and actually he said a beautiful thing or a very interesting thing in his press conference after the win yesterday, he said, uh, I think they asked him about, you know, are you going to really enjoy this victory? And he goes, well, I'm already I'm already moving on. I've already turned the next page. Um, fortunately or unfortunately, that's just how I am. And, uh, and that's where he just, he seems so driven and just no signs of letting up any time soon. Pete, is, is he managing his time better now? Or is, he, is, is he slowly sort of saying, OK, well, I only play these major events? Or he just seems to be playing in every bloody tournament that I look at. Well, no, but Wayne, this part of the year, since, you, since Wimbledon, he has really managed his time, and I think that is part of it. I think the, the amazing thing for him versus normal humans is that he <laughs> can just... Well, he can just... He's got that out-and-out confidence in, in his preparation that he doesn't need to play the the few lead-up matches or something. Like, you know how, if you, I think in nearly every sport, you take some time away, you've got to sort of find your feet again. But he's just got this, you know, what what, what scares him? Nothing. Right? I mean, he just... Um, and, and he's just believed so strongly, knows that if he's got his game right, he, he's... he's um, He's ready to roll, and that enables him to pace himself. And and the tour is really set up in the men's and women's that you should play a lot of weeks. There's a lot of commitment tournaments, um, and you kind of, you know, by the end of the year, everyone's, you know, pretty much done because they've played such a, a brutal schedule. But he can sort of, he's ranking so good, like he's always 
number one or two. He's he's always in, so he can really pace himself, and he's not he's not worried about bonuses for commitment. He's just playing what he wants. So what what would he be looking to get out of a Paris Masters campaign like this? You know, the next major championship is the Australian Open in January of next year, so he's got some time. How come he doesn't sort of just dial back and relax and focus on his body and keep that maintained? What would he be looking to get out of this? Well, I think well, Paris like the, there's there's um, nine Masters one thousand events through the year, and you know they're the the big ones that you see through the tour. You know, um, Indian Wells, Miami, Madrid. Rome, um, Monte Carlo, like Paris is the last one of those. And then coming up, as I said, is the ATP finals in Turin, which is really crowning the, the champion of the tour for the year. So outside of the majors, outside of the slams, he, that's really the, you know, it's a massive um, title, that one. So I think he, that's where he's looked at, you know, because the, comp- the, the, the desire to compete is so much there. But then this is a massive prize that he's going after yet again. I, I think he's won that five or six times. So um, I think even there is that that motivation. As I say, he's hungry to, to to play. The other thing is incredible. Like there was two matches he won, and apparently had a stomach upset during the week. Two matches he won, wow. where I think he was down, and then you know scrapes out of the second set in a tiebreaker, and then wins the third. Or and I think there was one he won seven. I think he beat Holger Runa, who's a fantastic player. Beat him. Um, maybe tiebreaker in the third, but always those ones that, ooh, so close, so close, and could this be the one? And it's never the one. You know, he just wins every time. Alcaraz, is he the only one that's going to get near him at the moment? I mean, we, we sort of see these other ones, Rune and, you know, Zarev and all them, we think, okay, well, they're going to be the next one, but none of them seem to be going to that next level. Yeah, well, they, well, they are so close. I mean, Alcaraz did beat him at Wimbledon yep. and I think there really there's that mutual respect there. The one I think is coming really fast is Yannick Sinner, and who's firmly now number four, and he's won. Um, he won Beijing, massive tournament there. He, he, he's he, he's just starting to win these events, you know. And um, I think that's a he, he's a massive threat. And, and and these guys are getting very very close playing, and, and it's just. And Medvedev, you throw him in there. You throw Holger Runa, who's beaten him actually three times, I think. Lost to him in, in Paris last week. But, you know, they're not far away. I mean, he's only got to drop it a touch and then everyone's on him. But uh, he just, he's just not dropping it at the moment. Alex Demonor, he also played in the Paris Masters. He made the quarterfinals. Unfortunately, he went out there. How are you assessing him at the moment? Oh, he's, he's had an incredible year. And, and I guess what he's been chasing is one of these spots in the top eight for Turin next week and he's fallen a little short so he can't he, he, you know that field is set and um but he's playing this week in Metz in uh in France and it's probably his chance to get to the to crack top 10 I think he, he I think that's been his aim he's been so consistent all year and he's uh he might end the year uh, number 10 if he just if he has a great week this week what do some of their preparations for the upcoming Australian uh, tournaments look like for Demon Ors and Djokovic's? Will we see them a lot uh, throughout that time? Uh, in, the, in the lead up, you mean in January? Yeah, to so the They're Australian sort of, Open. Uh, yeah, well, everybody picks and chooses what they play now. Um, I'm, there's a tournament in Hong Kong, for example. I'm up here at the moment, and uh, they're back on the, or they're on the calendar with the first week of the year. 
pretty strong field coming there. Um, you've got your, the United Cup in the first week, which will be obviously in Perth and Sydney. A lot of the guys are choosing to play play there. And girls, I mean, the same. I mean, guys and girls sort of following, you know, trying to find the right path into the Australian Open. Um, Kuyong, which which I do, we've got uh, Sinner and Holgaruna and um, uh, a few other guys and girls that will be be joining us so it's it's all like everyone trying to just pick what's right to be you know first day all set to go in the australian open which actually starts on a sunday now so it sort of affects what players do decide to play the week before and two weeks before because you know you it's starting that day early let's say if you're in playing in auckland which is the week before the australian open you've got to get back to melbourne in time to possibly play you probably wouldn't get scheduled sunday but the you, you know, you don't get much time to adjust. So everyone's making those sort of decisions and they're making them over the next uh, next week or two. It was announced uh, just recently that Storm Hunter is set to finish the year as the number one doubles tennis player. Storm isn't a name that I've heard a lot of and I'm sure a lot of our listeners haven't really heard. Have you been keeping an eye on Storm throughout her career? Yeah, well, that's actually, it's a great story. You know, to be the to be the number one in anything is pretty good, right? Mm. <laughs> and um, um, she's so she's just finishing the, the WTA finals. Have been in Cancun in um, Mexico. Been a rain mud, hurricane mud week. Like we actually finished only hours ago, a day, a day late. Um, and Storm by result of getting to the semi, I think she lost the semis, but has done enough this year to be the number one ranked doubles player and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a credit to her for her persistence as much as anything. Like, she's been on the tour for quite a few years. She's a darn good singles player, but you know, probably ranked in the, like, closer to 200 in the singles, but when you're concentrating so much on the doubles, it's hard to keep both going. And, uh, yeah, she's just had a really consistent year and she should be absolutely given some you know significant plaudits for for what she's done and it's it's, it's a magnificent accomplishment actually the kuyon classic you mentioned some of the names coming up to it i know you've got a very heavy involvement with it uh can you tell us more about that who can we expect there at the moment yeah well uh as i said Sin- uh, yannick sinner's in uh, holger runa's in sort of went after a couple of these <clears throat> young guys i think they're really um they're really exciting and, uh, you know, also, say, Sinner's coached by Darren Cale, so Darren thought that was good for his schedule. And then Holger Runa's just now coached by Boris Becker. And so that's a... Uh, he, he likes the whole idea of just playing two matches leading up in Melbourne. So that's what we try to offer. And, you know, we sort of... Uh, or the, a couple of other guys we have. We have Zhang Zhen, who's the number one Chinese guy who people will really love to see like he's uh he's a big guy he's he's charismatic and he's massive in china he's got 10 over 10 million followers on weibo and you know, so he, he's big time um we've got uh, uh dominic team who's you know former us open champion and the other part of it is i guess we wait a little more while players create their schedule but it's there to really give players the final tune-up for the Australian Open so we, we should always be good and our women's field it's a bit more difficult to get women because in the top 50 they get fined if they if they play an exhibition but we'll we'll still find a few why is that why do they get fined if they play a few well it's a WTA rule but if 
because it's a WTA tournament week and the the idea from the WTA is that you should commit to play the tour. So if you're playing an exhibition, which Kuyong, we make no secret that we're exhibition, um, that's considered to be, it's not a tour event. So, but, so women who play in the top 50 uh, get a fine, but if you're ranked outside top 50, you're not fine. So we've got to try and find a few that are just on that... Just close to 50, but not mm. quite there. Well, very um, intriguing stuff indeed. Peter, thanks so much for joining us here on Sports for Extras to break down everything that's happening in the world of tennis and looking forward to the Kuyong Classic.